0: Reineke Construction is a family owned business right here in the DH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction. Remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Rhiney Key Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at rhineykeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please f- feel free to contact them at 319. 319- 239-6256 or r-e-i-n-c-o-n-s-t at gmail.com reineke construction measure twice cut once the dnh loose change podcast is looking for three partners in this new endeavor here at Dyke new hartford dnh loose change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things dnh the podcast will primarily be comprised of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our very own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given a 45 to 60 second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club, as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kewitt at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kewitt at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue.
1: What's going on Wolverine Nation? Travis and Tad here bringing you the latest and greatest episode of DNH Loose Change. What's going on, Travis?
0: Spring break is upon us.
1: Thank the good Lord above. I am so ready for spring break right now. Even if it's 4 days, I don't care. Right,
0: and we got a big tease with that snowstorm earlier this week and no school. Yeah, that was
1: that was actually kind of, uh, for me, welcome anyways. I, I take my snow days whenever I can get them.
0: Yeah, it was just a weird... So, there was a was a two-hour delay in the... It was a two-hour delay in the morning because we weren't sure if it was going to come or not. And I got up. Once I got the two-hour delay, then I usually get to school a bit earlier. And, and I got here about 6 a.m. And when I left my house, it really wasn't doing much. I mean, it was... Like, a, not hailing, but... Uh, a little sleet, actually. Yeah, a little sleet and stuff, and I thought, okay, we're, you know, we're going to stick with this two-hour delay. Got to school, hung out inside for about an hour and a half, and 7.30, I poked my head out, and it turned into a monster snowstorm, huge flakes, piling up, heavy snow, and, and we were going to make a decision by 8 o'clock, and there was no shot that that was going to happen.
1: Yeah, it it came on pretty quick. I mean... I could hear it sleeting a lot throughout the night, but I knew a lot of that had melted off. Then in the morning, it just really started to accumulate. So. Yeah,
0: it did. And it was a slow-moving one, too. So,
1: Yeah, definitely uh, snowman weather.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. Your last chance, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Knock on wood.
1: Yours look good outside your house.
0: Yeah, thanks. I, I work on it. Um, I do it as a hobby. It's
1: a pretty cool hobby. Yeah.
0: It doesn't right. make any money, but it just yeah, looks it might cool. Yeah, mine either.
1: Mine either. Your
0: hobby or your snowman? My snowman doesn't make any money.
1: Yeah. But it's not a hobby for me. I just do it here and there. Okay. You know, July. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, all right, guys. That Arizona f- snowman. Exactly. Sorry about that. No, you're good. We have a fun episode um, coming on tonight. We have Lindsey Fisher joining us with T55 FFA. Uh, Lauren James, our... Uh, history teacher here at Dyke New Hartford in the high school, and then Mr. Stockdale is going to give us a few updates as well. So a lot of different things happening. Um, should be a good episode.
0: Yeah, I'd like to also give a shout out early to our newest uh, sponsor, newest partner, People Savings Bank. So a huge thank you uh, to People Savings Bank. They do a tremendous job for our DNH students, and once again have stepped up and will be a sponsor of the Loose Change Podcast. For the rest of this year, and they've already locked in for the entire year next year. So yeah. we're on the hook for 52-plus episodes. Tad, you ready?
1: I'm I'm all for it. And I got to tell you, what they do for the community, it's outstanding. It, you really need to check out some of the stuff that they offer. It's it's good stuff.
0: Yep, they, they do an awesome job.
1: All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get things started here, and we'll be back with you
0: just shortly.
2: All right, Wolverine
1: fans, we're here now with senior, old Lindsey Fisher. Lindsay, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing very well, thank you. And Lindsay is here to t- uh, tonight to talk to us about uh, T55 FFA here at Dyke New Hartford. Uh, It's a relatively new program. We have lots of questions. I'm sure our listeners will have lots of questions as well. So without further ado, Lindsay, um, we just saw recently that your website actually got first place at uh, Districts. Is that correct? Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
3: Yeah. So I made a chapter website for our chapter. Since we're pretty new, we hadn't had one in the past. Um, So I decided to make one as a career development event. Um, that's just one of the types of things that we do as FFA. There's different contests that you can do. This was at the district level. There's also sub-districts. And then because I got gold, I'm moving on to state. So that's in April from the 18th through the 20th hey now. in Des Moines.
1: There you go. That's awesome. It that is awesome. Um, so say that date again. I want to make sure we have that clear.
3: Yep. So state is April 18th through the 20th.
1: 18th through the 20th and is there a time frame or is that all day
3: um we're going down there uh early on the 18th and then it's all day um the rest of the day that day and then both days okay
0: and it will be held in person is that correct yep good good
1: that's awesome that'll be a great experience i'm glad it's going to be held in person for you yeah um along with that then uh was this a complicated website to build did you have to have um a certain website that you use like was it a uh, Google website, was it any yeah. of those types of...
3: Yeah, so I use Google Sites because that's with school and stuff. That's what I knew how to do, and it's what seemed to work for me. So I just decided to do a Google Sites uh, through my uh, Gmail account and then just built it from there. Uh, there were like special requirements of stuff I needed to have in there, but other than that, it was pretty free how I could do stuff.
1: That's good because I know some of our History Day um, students in the past yep. have had to bit. They've had to use Weebly, and some and there's nothing against Weebly, but as a Google school, we have so many more uh, opportunities with Google that we can use than Weebly, so
0: very cool. Um, a couple other things with that district convention, and maybe you can expand on this because I read them, but I don't know much about them, is um, some of your – are they teammates? I'm assuming they're teammates or partners, uh, other people, part of uh, T55 uh, FFA – uh, Bell Rogers, Emma Fleshner, serving as delegates to vote for district officers. Do you? What does? So, are, do they represent T fifty five? Is that?
3: Yeah. So, within our district, um, they choose a couple people from each chapter to vote for these delegates for district officers. Each year, there's new district officers, they represent the district, and then there's state officers that represent the state as a whole, and that goes up to the national level as well. So, this was just uh, voting on deciding who's going to be the next year uh, district officers for our district.
0: Okay. And so, that was Belle and and Emma, is that correct? Okay. And this one, Angelina Rondo got a gold on her FFA creed and an alternate at state convention. I'm guessing the FFA creed is something important.
3: Yes. So the FFA creed is. I mean,
0: it, you got. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I know. It's kind of a big deal. I, I don't. I just like. I how feel you said like that. an idiot. But
1: I know. I'm in your I, same exact boat. So that's I, why I'm. I'd laughing. like to
0: know what it is. Yeah. So
3: the FFA creed. Um. It's just something that it stands for so much. Um. Within the FFA, it talks about how we are rooted in agriculture and leadership and. We grow so that others can grow, so that we can help others grow. Um, it was, I believe it was EF Tiffany um, way back when that actually made that. So that's just something that we've always stood by. It's been edited slightly over the years uh, just to include more because FFA actually isn't Future Farmers of America. It's now just the F, the national FFA organization.
0: Okay. So
3: it's not just farmers, it's everyone.
0: Right, because you kind of gets that allure or... You know, when when I think of it, I think of farming right off yeah, the top. And that's here. not what they <clears throat> obviously it wants to get maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. Broaden the horizons kind of thing.
1: And I actually didn't know that. I, I still I didn't. thought it was yeah, I did too.
0: I did too.
3: Yeah, it was sometime in the mid eighties, I think, is when they changed it from future farmers of America to just FFA. So
0: And you said this or maybe you haven't. How many years have we has uh DNH I guess it's DNH and Gladbrook rheinbeck combined, yep. correct?
3: Yep. So, T55 FFA has been here for two years. Um, first year, I was uh, one of the vice presidents. We had two, and then this year, I'm the president. Um, so, basically, T55 FFA, FFA th- we got the name, actually, because of the road that connects all sure. the different towns. So
1: Very cool. And you said Hunter Hamilton is kind of the head of all that, right?
3: Yep. yep. So, he's the uh, ag instructor for both DNH and GR.
0: Very, very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um there was Oh, how many members do you have? Do you um, uh, roughly?
3: I, I think last and, time I checked it was like 37. Okay. Which, so we grew from 30 of last year.
0: Oh, that's good. Yep. And what else do you guys do with FFA besides just conventions and stuff like that? What's uh I don't know, maybe a typical year or I mean Again, I, I sound like an idiot, but you have meetings and, and do you do, uh, you know, community events, community like events and stuff like that?
3: Yeah. So we have a meeting each month, kind of just do the rundown of what we have for each month. So there's a lot of contests throughout the year. Um, there's some in the fall, but most of them are in the spring. Um, so those are like dairy cattle judging, um, pork uh, judging, so like swine. Um, there's just a lot of different ones. Um but we do a lot of community service stuff, too. Um, we did a FFA National Day of Service. So we picked up um, a park in Rhinebeck, picked up sticks after the derecho went through and stuff because they still hadn't gotten picked up. And that was, I believe, late October. And then that same day we went up uh, to New Hartford and we cleaned up the parks up there. Cool. So got Two
1: them. very important things there. Uh, I'm sure both communities were very, very happy about that as well.
0: Yep. Go ahead. I, I need to. Uh...
1: <laughs> you're you're fine. So, and you talked about the community service, and you talked about um, you know, pork judging, dairy things like that. So, if someone's not a typical um, outdoors type of person, is there does FFA offer things like for them that they can come in and enjoy or bring to the table as well?
3: Yeah. So there's a lot of like leadership stuff, and then there's also a lot of science and um, like animal science, and then other sciences as well. So actually for state, I'm planning on doing the ag biotechnology contest. So that's um, me, Haven Cross, and then Bell Rogers.
1: That will be a good team right there.
3: Oh, yeah. And then so what we do with that is we talk about like genetic stuff. We take a test. Um, It's like 50 questions, and then we have to identify some plants. That's like 25, I believe. And then we have to do, it's called a practicum. So, we figure out generally it's also with genetics um talk about there is a problem, how can we fix that, and how this problem can be solved logically, and then the effectiveness of that
0: very interesting well, <laughs> that, that that that's legit that's <laughs> yeah. that's not uh do you have time during the school day is it when you guys meet is it after school is it i mean it sounds like a lot of work,
3: yeah and We do a lot of practicing, like closer towards the time. Um, So once state gets closer, we're gonna be. um, It's either gonna be before or after school. Okay. Um, probably after school, just for about forty-five minutes an hour. Um, probably two to three days a week, just practicing this stuff. Um, the test, it's generally pretty much the same every year. So once you get that information in your brain, you can kind of stick with that.
1: Very good. Uh, I really do like that, though. I mean. I think there's sometimes a stigma when I hear FFA again mm-hmm. I think of farming but when you can tie in those leadership roles those community service roles there really is a lot of things there really are a lot of things that you can do from a variety of perspectives so that's something that I'm glad our, our listeners are going to hear this uh, hopefully that has another draw yeah. to the program
0: What do you have many do you have many kids that don't grow up on farms I mean what what would be the percent of I mean, I would think you'd have to have some type of interest, but maybe, you know, if you're a city slicker, but you're interested in farming, does that, does it hamper somebody or, you know, they, they learn just as much as anybody else?
3: Yeah. So I'd say that we do have like a majority of our chapter is farm kids or people that at least are normally around a farm. Right. Um, But The reason that is is because those people also take ag classes, and one of the requirements for being in FFA is taking an ag class. Honestly, I never even thought of taking an ag class, and then I took one last year, and I'm like, oh, yes, I need this. (laughs) And then FFA was there, and it's like, boom.
1: And I don't think an an ag class would be a bad thing to have for anybody. I think that's, especially in Iowa, it's good to know some of those things. So very, very cool. Right,
0: I've... My ag teacher, um, now that I'm out of school and stuff, uh, give a plug to Jerry Shipper. Oh yeah, he oh, cool. he is my ag teacher, and and we learn. Uh, we used to go camping, and he would come over, and so we would talk uh, soybeans and nitrogen, and then why you do uh, why you plant corn one season and then beans the next season. And he gave me my first combine ride ever a few years ago. So it was. It's I. I do have an interest in it. I'm way behind the times. Yeah, I, but it, it it was. It's very interesting.
1: I I've had opportunities, but I guess I've never taken advantage of them. You know, to to really dig into that and check that out. So that's something I'm gonna have to look into a little bit more in the future. All right. Uh, is it random question time? Or? I think it is. Okay. Are are you ready for this? I think so. All right, Miss Fisher. Your random question of the day, would you rather eat donuts or candy? Not both. Travis already told me I can't do that. Right,
0: It's one or the other.
1: And cake isn't in there either, ice cream, but I guess.
3: All right. So I really, really, really like donuts, but I'm probably going to have to say candy just because candy is a lot of different things. Donuts, there's like a couple different kinds of donuts, but I feel like there's a lot more variety with candy. So I'm gonna have to go with that.
0: And along lines of candy, we have to ask: since you chose candy, what's the favorite? Do you have a favorite candy bar, or oh, anything that you walk into Quick or Casey's? This is this is my go-to.
3: I would probably have to say Rolos.
0: Oh, wow,
1: that's a good choice. That is a good
3: choice.
0: Normal and chocolate. Uh, I. Those are two of my favorites. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I really like I like all things sweet. So, I mean, it doesn't really bother me, but, Yeah, I'm with you too. Um, I would, well, I would go donuts. You go donuts. I would, because first of all, you can top them with all kinds of candies. You could. I mean, I think, I feel like I'm taking a cheap way out here, but I really, I, I just like donuts. Um, the other day I went into Casey's and actually people savings bank, uh, they were giving out free coffees for, um, people in new Hartford at that time. If you stopped into, to Casey's and I grabbed one. I'm like, well, you got to have a donut or you got to have coffee.
0: Right. You got to.
1: I mean, it's kind of a rule. So, of course, I walked out with six donuts and a medium coffee. And,
0: and now you're smarter, right?
1: Exactly. Hey, now. Well, yeah. What about you?
0: Uh, I do enjoy both, obviously. My choice, though, would be candy. And I'm going with kind of with Lindsay as far as there's. I'm a chocolate lover. I do like caramel as well, and there are just so many choices. You know, it, it's not real messy. Yeah. You know, some donuts can get a little rough. Oh, I agree. Um, you just eat it faster, I suppose.
1: Well, I don't take a whole lot of time on candy or donuts.
0: Right. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm with candy. My.
1: So, what would your kind be then? My favorite. Yeah,
0: my favorite. It. It is a Reese's fast break.
1: Okay, so uh, listeners. If you are on the broadcast here at some point, Reese's fast break.
0: Yep, I do like the outrageous too now. Yeah, because they have the little mini M and M's Hundred grand
1: come. aren't bad either. I really do like hundred grand.
0: That'd be that's caramel. Yeah,
1: got That'd a little be. bit of everything. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I like where this conversation is. at. Yeah, we could really one. dig into this more, but uh,
0: it could be its own podcast. Oh,
1: it yeah. truly could. <laughs> it really could. Um, would you rather have Quick Star Donuts or Casey's Donuts?
0: I don't know if I've ever had Casey Donuts.
1: Really? They're I've, both good. I, I like them both. I've so. had Quickstar,
0: but I, I don't know. And I'm a I'm a filling guy. I, I like to have filling.
1: I do, too. I do, too.
0: Linz, you like?
3: Yeah, I like uh, Long John's with filling. Yes. The there you go. Yes.
1: yes. There you go. Yep.
0: I think we'd all work well together if we had I to go and, and make some purchases. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I, well, you like coffee. You like coffee? Oh, yeah. Well, all right. There it is.
0: Three for three. Yeah. We better stop right there, though. All right.
1: Yeah. So we do have some a position opening up for uh, someone that would like to, <laughs> right, to bring us some candy yeah, be and, our runner. Yeah, exactly. So let's keep that in mind. All right, Lindsay. <laughs> thank you for stopping in tonight. It has been an absolute blast. Um, you know, you're a great student. A great. You're going to be a great leader someday, and I appreciate learning more about T fifty five FFA.
3: Well, thank you.
0: Yep. Thank you very much.
1: All right, we're, we'll, excuse me, all right, well, yeah, we are back. E- English
0: is tough, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, man, I tell you what, I'm stumbling, mumbling.
0: You're already on spring break.
1: Yeah, I. it is spring break time. We are here with Lauren James tonight, um, and she is our high school history teacher here at Dyke New Hartford, and relatively new to the district, so Lauren, um, I'm going to ask you to give us a little bit of background information about yourself.
4: Yeah, of course. So, hello, uh, I'm Lauren. Uh, I am just one of the two social studies teacher here at at, uh, DNH. Uh, I graduated from UNI just a mere two years ago in 2019. I think I am the youngest person on staff. I don't know (laughs) if they've hired anybody else in the next last week or so, but I think I'm the youngest person on staff. Um, I uh, love my little room up there on the second floor, but when I'm not there, I am normally down uh, as the co-coach of the esports club here at the school as well um and just hanging out with students going to games all that fun stuff
1: Very cool. Yeah. I didn't All right, I did not know that that was you that was yeah. the eSports as well.
0: Yes, I I think I helped you out.
4: Our missing Switch dilemma. Yes. yes. Very
1: good.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. when we made the studio, there was some other things in here and I wasn't I found homes for most everything, but a uh, Nintendo <laughs> Switch I did not find a home for and I kind of just held on to it and then we get an email. Hey, 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 what's going on? <laughs> this room is way different. I had to is laugh the because, around?
1: I, you know, I'm kind of a nerd, and I, I was checking switches out uh, over COVID. I was just bored out of my mind at times. So I was looking at them, and you couldn't get a switch to save your life at that time. Oh, so yeah. I thought maybe someone just helped themselves. Somebody just lifted it. Yep.
4: That's what I was hoping did not happen. I'm, right.
1: glad, <laughs> I'm glad that that wasn't the case. Yeah, you
0: probably were... Relieved when when I'm like I know exactly where yes. that thing is. <laughs> uh, where'd you go to high school? Did you grow up in Iowa? Um, did I
4: did. I grew up in Iowa. I grew up in Des Moines. Uh, I went to Des Moines East High School, so like five minutes outside of the Capitol building. Always was in, um, or kind of born and raised in Des Moines. Always in the big city. But then when I went to college at Cedar Falls, I kind of liked that atmosphere better. And then. Coming here to DNH, it's even smaller,
1: and
0: I like that
1: even more. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: kind of working your way down. Yeah, we th- we think Cedar Falls is like big time. Are
1: you? Yeah. Are you enjoying it more here? Like, I mean. Absolutely. The size is quite a bit different. So. Oh, yeah.
4: I mean, I, uh, all my family is in Des Moines and stuff like that, but I even before I left for college, you know, angsty teenager, I want to be far enough away. I don't want to, you know, be near you. Oh, but I understand. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. But this is a good, like, two hours isn't that much of a drive. So we're Exactly.
1: <laughs> you can make it home when you want to. And
0: yeah. Right. It almost needs a, a phone call telling you, hey, either I'm coming home or yeah. we're coming up to visit. So you, you have that little leeway of time yeah. to uh, take care of business. Mm-hmm
1: absolutely yeah. suitcase college there you go <laughs> <Suitcase>. <laughs> Pack a suitcase You can be there in a couple hours yep you're good to go yeah all right so um as part of your position here you are leading the national history day program yes correct um and recently you uh were part of a professional development program.
4: Yes, yeah. It's a professional development program that was offered to me um, through National History Day as well as the Library of Congress. Um, and actually, uh, Mrs. Nicholson over here in this other room had sent me an email and had basically just like, hey, this is free to apply. Put your name in there. See what'll happen. They only pick like 100 people. So if you get it, that's awesome. If you don't, you know, no sweat off your back, whatever. You can get a couple credits for it, all that fun stuff. Lo and behold, a month later, they're like, hey, right. you get to be a part of it. And I was like, man.
0: It, now, <laughs> and this is, if I read it right, was a 125 recipients yep. nationwide.
4: Nationwide this and isn't... technically worldwide. Wow. Um They have affiliates in like uh, um, South Asia, a uh, couple of places in Europe, et cetera, et cetera. There's one guy in my cohort that we're uh, communicating with that is based in Belgium. So. Wow. Kind of worldwide, but mostly based in wow, the Wow, Scott
1: States. Conley's been doing this forever, and he's never had something like that. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I have to give him it. a hard time about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you might have to go down there and maybe give him a tip or two.
1: <laughs> Definitely. we are got to make sure he's listening in, too, and so he understands we're giving I, him a hard time. I don't time.
4: condone this, Scott. It's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. She's winking. She's winking right now. She uh, knows better. Um, You know, the thing about History Day, and we've talked about it a few different times on here, is that it is an incredibly challenging program for the students. Um, And a lot of times when they leave junior high, they come to the high school and they'll say, I'm never doing it again. Absolutely. I'm never doing it again. And then we get emails back in the junior high. Hey, will you proofread my thing for History Day? Okay, I guess, (laughs) I suppose.
4: Oh, yeah. I, I teach mostly freshmen on my day-to-day, and uh, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, History Day kids or National History Day kids are getting their projects, and then they go, ugh, <laughs> ugh,
2: never get,
4: ugh, research. And uh, I'm like, it's not that bad, guys. Yeah. It's okay.
0: <laughs> and so at the, I know mostly about the junior high n- National History Day, How, does the high school follow the same format? Does it change a little bit? I mean, what... You know, where's that transition from junior high to high school as far as, you know, the different levels?
4: Yeah. So basically, um, if we're talking about a uh, regional and state change, there's a difference in judging, basically, where they move officially from the junior class to the senior class when it comes to judging projects. Um, and with that also comes like more responsibility to make sure that we're getting um, better sources, better arguments, connecting to the theme, um, putting forth a little bit more effort, basically. Um but that's, I mean, that's really the only big change. A lot of the kids that continue National History Day into their high school career really love history and really love doing this project. Um, so they already have those skills building. And things like this uh, seminar that I'm in are helping them just hone in on those skills um, to continue it into a collegiate level even because it just goes up and up from there.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it allows kids to definitely see some talents that they might not have even known they had. Um, Whether it's editing video, uh, filming, voicing over, there are a lot of different things that kids don't realize that they're learning about themselves through these types of projects.
4: Yeah. And we really try, and at least this year, I've really tried to help kids get out of their comfort zone a little bit because we do at the high school level get a ton of papers that come in. And I try and encourage them to say like, hey, you know, they're only going to take two papers. How about you try out a website this time or an exhibit, something a little bit different. Um, Because when I... I think when they think of research and when they think of National History Day, it immediately goes to that paper structure. But that right. doesn't—that's not what it has to be. Um, Alana Corwin had two amazing documentaries well, last year and this year that are both receiving a ton of recognition, and like that's what our students are capable of. So I'm trying to push that to her
1: project bit. last year was fantastic. It's
4: being used, uh, if I remember correctly, it's being used at the state historical society as like a lesson packet for wow. our middle school students. Uh, her uh, documentary over. Uh, the wrath packing plant. Um and then the, her project this year also kind of local with um uh the riots or the uh protests at Waterloo East uh, back in the eighties, nineties, I think is the time frame that was happening there. Um also tying kind of tying back to Black History Month. Her it's just amazing. And I'm trying to tell them like that's what you can do. It's right. you know, it's not just Alana. Alana's amazing, but you guys can all do this, yeah. you
0: know? Are the categories the same between the junior high and the high school
4: yes, there's five main categories you can do um, paper documentary exhibit um, website and performance
0: okay and how many students do we currently do we have?
4: Um so students that put in a project for this last round there was about 7 or 8 and 5 of them have made it to the state level. Cool. They'll resubmit their projects after a little bit of tweaking over the last month on April 8th for a chance to go to the national contest. Um I have pretty high hopes for all 5 of them that we're going to be able to get at least 4 of them into the national contest.
0: Wow, and yeah. when is what's what's time frame for those?
4: Um, So they'll uh, submit on April eighth, and they will have their judging back basically by oh the end of that next week is about the time frame we had for regional versus state, Um, and the national contest doesn't happen until later in the year, like May or June, and we're hoping that it'll be a time frame where we can get them back in person somewhere.
0: That was my next question: Was is it has it been all virtual or so far?
4: Yep, it's been all virtual, which um, a little bit different, but just you know another skill that they can use, basically navigating. um, Um, uh, transferring PDFs, um, learning how to communicate over uh, a virtual format, uh, especially with the performance art. We didn't do anybody who had a performance this year, but I've seen some from other schools and um, that process is super interesting as well. But
0: Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a lot of different things that you can take away from a project like this. And I think people get stuck on the fact that you're talking about one topic. Yeah. It's not necessarily the topic that we're worried about. It's the skills you gain from the from working on that topic. I mean, there are so many skills that can be taken away. Yeah. It really is a great project. I I I like it a lot. So.
4: And that's kind of what that National History Day Library Congress collaboration is about, is about historical argumentation. How how do I ask a good question to put out a good project, basically? Um, and those have been kind of the really awesome things that I've been seeing through the seminar, webinar, whatever you want to call it, um, that I can transfer back to those students. And that's the most valuable thing out of this so far. We got about a month left or so of some more activities and such, but that's been one of the best things.
0: Very good. And, and so after... This program, it, it runs out? I mean, is there, a, is there a certain time frame?
4: Yeah, we've been working on it for about two months now, and we've got about a month and a half left. I'm about to say Friday is the deadline for my latest assignment, basically. And we've got about a month left where we get to interact with these people in these cohorts, um, interact with uh, Lynn O'Hara, which is like the executive director of National History Day on a national platform, um, among other things to kind of hone in on those historical argumentation skills. That is,
1: that is that, really cool. That, okay. That's pretty impressive.
0: <laughs>
4: Thank you. <laughs> I mean,
1: and and to honestly come out and say I'm hoping to get four into the national level. Yeah. That that doesn't happen every day. I mean, that is a really really tall. To get one is yeah. really really incredible. So to to legitimately see four or five kids doing this, that's great. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good deal.
4: I always want to aim for the skies. I'm having. Having a pretty good week, so yeah, we'll, we'll, exactly. You'll we'll pat take yourself positivity. on the Yeah, back
0: absolutely. And you deserve
1: it. That's great.
0: <laughs> so, do you do? You've only been here for a couple of years, yeah. but is there like a recruitment for eighth grade coming? I mean, do you have a? You you said you have all the freshmen. Is this one of those where hey, you know, are you constantly trying to recruit and get you know students to?
4: So, this year in particular, I kind of um, worked with Mrs. Nicholson with um, kids who are participating in TAG, basically, okay. um, that have either done it before or they're incoming freshmen that really wanted to participate. Um, but since we have the time and a schedule that we have an actual class now um, for National History Day or kind of like historical research is technically what it's um, under. Now that we kind of have this class, I've been kind of putting it in my freshmen like, hey, you know, do you want a history credit for? putting in a project and, you know, sure. it's, you know, a pretty relaxed atmosphere. I can help you with all of that stuff. I kind of hold, not hold your hand, but I kind of help you along the way, you know, if that's something you'd be interested in. So hopefully we can get a couple more kids next year, even more than we had this year. That's not to say that this year we had all tag kids. We did have a couple extra, um, or a couple more, I should say. Um, so I'm hoping we'll get that kind of same reaction next year.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's very Good. cool. Keep that's,
1: growing the program. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Only been here a couple of years. Going yeah. you know, to set your uh, sets high. Uh, uh your goals Going to have some people so. coming after you, and then you may have to ask for a little extra. There you go. little <laughs> ching-ching, you I know. I
4: might have to. Um, you and I is probably going to ask me for more cha-ching yeah. before that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got a call. <laughs>
1: That's true. I got a call the other day. I have been out for how long, and you're still asking me, guys. Yeah. Lay off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it is definitely time for our Random question of the day. Are I'm you ready. ready for this? I am. Absolutely and I got to give her some credit because she had. Sh- she does not want any hints about what this question is going to be like, and I'm impressed by that.
0: Yeah, no hints, and this is one of those where we'll throw it out to you. If you can't quite have an answer, we'll we'll chime in and we'll okay. we won't let you just sit there and. And have crickets playing in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I might let you just hang there. Well, I yeah. do
4: love Jeopardy, but the Jeopardy theme song might not be okay. Might not be my forte.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So your random question of the day: Would you r- rather be a famous singer or a famous actress? Oh,
4: I think I would have to say a famous singer. I think I would have to go singer. I loved choir when I was in high school. Um, and, uh, my husband actually was like the quintessential, uh, choir musical geek. So he can just be my manager. Oh yeah. He was a geek. He can just be my manager and help me out with it. What a a
1: shot there. He's not even here to defend himself. (laughs)
0: Looks like he'll be on the podcast next week. Yeah, exactly.
4: Um, so he can, you know, he'll be my manager. He'll show me the ropes and everything, but I definitely a singer. I feel like I can get into less
1: trouble that way as well. All right. Okay. I like that. Travis, what about you?
0: I would also choose a singer. I think being a singer, it's live, you know, acting. You got to know lines. I mean, you got to know words for, but each night would be different up on the stage. You know, one night you're in Philadelphia, the next night you're in Pittsburgh, then you're in Columbus and... You know, you got people that will, you got your roadies, so you don't have to worry about setting up, taking down. You just, you just rock it. That, that is night. true. So I, and who doesn't like music? Oh, yeah. I mean, my nickname is DJ Scribbles, so.
1: <laughs> That's right. The the well-known nickname there. <laughs> um, You know, here's my thing. The, the feedback that I've gotten from the podcast so far is that I definitely have a face for the radio. <laughs> And I'm thinking that uh, I probably am more uh, along the radio lines, but I love to to act. Uh, I love to kind of be the center of attention and joke around. And um, so I I think if I was in a comedy or something like that, I'd try to be an actor. Be an actor? Yeah, I think so. Just some, have some fun. Yeah. And can I, I can't improv a I can't bit. sing
0: a lick, so that would make it even <laughs> but that'd make it even better to be a singer. I just can't remember the words. I am horrible well, you
4: got at the it. little, you, know, you got the little earpiece, help you out a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah but no. I, here's the thing. I can cite movie lines. I can recite quotes, all kinds of stuff. Right. When it comes to singing a song. Lyrics? Oh, lyrics I am horrible with.
0: Well, so I think I know lyrics until I find out that they're not the right lyrics. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: I'll start <laughs> humming when I get to a part I don't know. My. Like,
0: ah. I get corrected all the time. People just laugh at me when I sing something and... <laughs> They're like, did you really just say that? I'm like, yeah.
1: Well, that's the words. Those are the words. Like, that's what they're My saying, words. right?
0: <laughs> no, that's not what they're saying.
1: Uh, all right, uh, Lauren, thank you so much for stopping on tonight. Uh, it's been really great to get to know you, and I can't wait to see what we uh, continue to s- hear about with this program moving forward.
4: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Yeah,
0: we'll have to tune in to NHD here, and hopefully some national champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: People Savings Bank is a proud sponsor of the DH Loose Change podcast. Hi, this is Tiffany Ash with People Savings Bank and Dyke, the home of the Wolverine Pride Debit Card. We donate six cents to DH schools every time you swipe your Wolverine Pride debit card for $10 or more. So go shop, swipe, and support our school. Visit PSB today to get your Wolverine Pride debit card. Member FDIC, Roll Blue. Mm-hmm.
0: Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dike New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue.
1: All right, we've got Justin Stockdale in the uh, studio with us tonight. Justin, how you doing? Hey, good. Good. How it's- you guys doing? Hey, we're heading to the spring, spring break. Spring
2: break. I'm I'm a pretty happy camper right now. How about you? Yeah, I'm ready for a few days. Uh, a few days. I uh, don't you know unplugging, I guess, but uh, I don't know if we're going to get to do that with what we got going. <laughs> yeah. put the cell phone in a little box inside your
1: dresser, inside another dresser, and hide it away. Right. Right. You got it. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started here. You want to take us over there, Travis? Yeah,
0: uh, Justin, we're. Just come across the one year, I don't know if you really want to call it an anniversary, but um, the one year where uh, schools seemed to kind of shut down and COVID had taken over our lives. Give us a little maybe year in review of of what you've gone through, what the school's gone through, um, and just kind of reflect on on this past year.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, it's crazy to think it's been a year, uh, almost to the day, that uh, this is our first day. St. Paddy's Day was the first day that we didn't have school. And uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that over the last few weeks, and and quite frankly, a lot of it's a blur. Like, I have a big pile of um, things I've kept, um, communication from the CDC, communication (laughs) from the Department of (laughs) Education. And just the other day, I was thinking about how fast the information was coming in. It was really when we were working on the one-year anniversary video, um, just some sort of hot takes of different things I had put out and I got thinking about, I didn't even, I didn't even remember I put out those three videos (laughs) and just where your focus was at. And then I got thinking about how how I looked in those and, and it just reflects the, the stress, the intensity of the situation. And, um, but it's, I think the, the positive thing now is I, I truly believe and feel that we're coming out of this. And I think maybe the second round of vaccinations that we had, you know, Friday, Seeing our staff again go through that and a significant number—I think we're around, i think we're probably around 80% that went ahead and got it. I think that just um, gives you a sense of optimism. And then last night, um, you know, our board was able to talk through some maybe a gradual release of some of these prevention and mitigation things that we've been doing. Um, and you know, it just feels good to be able to do that. So, um, what a year it's been! And there's a lot of people to credit. You know, our, our students, number one, have hung in there, parents, community members. No matter what side of the uh, equation you're on when it comes to mask or no mask right. or um, six foot or not or your belief in the vaccine, any, any of that, everybody has really put those things aside in the best interest of our kids, which is where we have to be as adults, and uh, just made it happen. And it's truly is a credit to everybody. And then think of this, like all the student success that we've had Throughout the pandemic, like, you know, we were able to be here every day. That was a committed effort. But not only that, but then to pull off the activities and put right. the kids in positions to still perform, compete, really is remarkable when you think about all the effort that went into that by so many people. So I, I think, you know, it's it's um maybe that's why I'm tired today, <laughs> looking at spring break, <laughs> thinking, you know... Um, Go into these next couple of days and truly try to unplug for a little bit and see if they, see if that can happen. Right. But
0: well, there's just with COVID nineteen there there was no break. It was no. I mean it was a twenty four seven. As you mentioned, the information changed almost daily there for the longest time. And not only you know are we year in, you had to deal with trying to figure out what to do back in March. To okay, now I have a school year. How how is that going to look to? You know, now we, we may be coming out of it or, you know, the the release of some of the, you know, the restraints.
2: Yeah. Well, if you think back, like we, we when they cl- shut us down, it was just, I think it was for a couple weeks. It was, I think
0: it was two weeks. They were taking things yeah. like in a two week.
2: And then it was through April 1st. And then they canceled spring sports. And then I think that's when for me, I thought, uh, yeah. this, this isn't good. And then they made that final call sometime in April and said, we're done for the year. Now, what do we do? Right. And then it was honestly the prevention and mitigation plan we all had to put together leading into the school year. Well, you don't know what you're going to face. At that point in time, masks weren't even required yet. Like we didn't decide that right. we were going to wear masks, for instance, until July, our July board meeting. And
0: well, and I going to the mask, I remember distinctly that uh, the baseball team played a sub state final game up in Sheffield. And you came onto the field with a mask and everybody was just kind of, and I remember you saying, you know, this is what we're going to roll with it, you know, and I'm going to be in front and you were wearing it. And I, I'm not even sure anybody else was. And that was, you know, to me, I'm like, okay, this, this is kind of a serious, a serious thing. Cause
2: I remember that (laughs) night because I remember how awkward I felt putting it on and now you don't even think about it. No. Like you, you get you put it on, everybody's got you know, you just and we we knew it would get there, but you're right, that was the night. And I'm not sure we if we had just come off a board meeting and had decided and I thought, Justin, you I mean, that comes with the territory. If I'm not wearing it into Quickstar and I'm not wearing right. it in situ like that, we were celebrating that sub-state win, uh, what good is that? Yeah. And so you're right. I do I do remember that night and it just looked around. I could tell everybody's looking at me like what are you doing? And <laughs> and now are shoot it's just second nature. You get out of your car and and that's what you do and yeah. It's um, the norm. I mean, right? It wasn't it, at that time. Uh, yeah,
0: the new norm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think we're all, uh, you know, the the fatigue that sets in with trying to honor all these things that we're trying to do. Uh, again, it's just good to now the trick is how do you how are you um how do you prudently uh, gradually release the prevention and mitigation strategies you have in place and which one of those goes first or which one of those do you hang mm-hmm. on to. And so that, that's that been a trick trying to unpeel, peel, well, let's just say put the onion back together now right. and try to get back to normal. I mean, some of these things will continue to, you know, we'll continue to use our UVC lighting and the, the hand sanitization stations we have and all that. All those are really positive things we'll continue to have and use, you know, in the unforeseeable future and, but uh i i think everybody is looking forward to the day we're, you know we're close mm-hmm. but um looking forward to the day we can be sitting in our classroom mass free i think that that's the biggie right now that right. We're, so hey we're, we're we'll get there it's uh yeah. just around the
1: corner the kids are itching to get rid of them and i i staff same thing but we all understand that it's mm-hmm. we're not going to give up now i mean we're we're this far into it right. so yep all right well we've gone through the the one year highlight um construction it's the big thing happening right now it's going to be a busy 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 time around here Wow. Well,
2: care to give us a little update do, do we got a project going <laughs>
0: yeah I, I i see some what are you guys like, talking about for some reason i see conking out there 24 <laughs> yeah. 7 i don't know if they're a new uh, maybe we should get them as a sponsor yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you they'll, go they'll be around here yeah.
2: <laughs> no <laughs> get them on the podcast you could get them in as there, a guest there, there you, you go, go. no a really exciting time so you know um as we try to work out of the pandemic, uh, the work doesn't stop. So um, construction project is is uh, imminent. It's here. And um, the work has already begun with the electrical work here on the Dyke campus. We had to move this transformer on the east side of the school over to the north side. Now it's that's this first, first order of business so that really everything else could fall, um, fall in place. So that will happen this weekend. I think they said that thing weighs 10,000 pounds, that transformer. Wow. And so they got to pick that up. That's that's a big boy. (laughs) Yeah. I got to pick that up, move that over. And then also tomorrow, um, this is where reality really set in for me this week. We had our pre-construction meeting, and they talked about um, the staging area and setting up the the construction fencing that'll kind of separate the area so people can't enter it. That's coming tomorrow. And the parking lot out to the east of the auditorium, Mm -hmm. not parking there anymore. And so that was a big um, moment where I thought this is getting real. Like, uh, and scrambling around after the board meeting last night, trying to get the emails out to staff, and then thinking through, all right, who needs to know what? Our students, um, and just that pressure is is um, far more intense than I think anybody probably imagines. It's mm-hmm. just keeping your people in the know is number one. Then start with our staff and our kids, and then ro- rolling out to community. And how do you assure that you know pe- the neighbors are in in in? have good information and know, you know, what's coming on. But it's good we're out of here tomorrow. Uh, No electricity here at all because (laughs) they'll be doing that for like two, three days. And then the staging area gets set up. And then after that, dirt's going to start moving. Um, I think it's Aaron's Aaron's excavation Um, is coming in and uh, that'll get going on the the Dyke campus. They'll start with that first. And then on the new Hartford campus, they're going to bring in a bunch of dirt on the north side of the school where that uh, new parking lot's going to go, and they'll start with that there. Um, and then they're thinking about mid-April over there on the new Hartford campus is when they'll start pulling some of that playground equipment out closest to the building where that s- new safe room's going to sit. Uh, they don't want to pour the footings too soon because the... Um, Frost know, levels of the ground? Or Well, I, they, they talked about that, but they talked about the, uh, the, pro- the steel. And making sure that they've got the product to even get the building sure. and stuff. So, um, you know, that'll come. And, you know, the stress that that creates for our staff, like, like you, know, you guys are going to be living it. We all are. But we note that. So not only do you have the pandemic now, but now um, our little people at recess time are going to have to look at doing something different. Right. And that's not easy. <laughs> um, and that's pretty deep in the weeds. But that's our reality now is starting to think through even entrances. Can you imagine when the west side here of the high school is closed? I mean, there, there's going to be two entries. You're not going to be able to use the auditorium entrance. You're going to have to use the trophy room or the lunch room. Right. So all that, all that stuff is kind of what we're tasked with here in the days ahead. And I think you guys got the email, you know, last night, Hey, if you got questions, like mm-hmm. we're not going to think of it all alone as an administrative team. It's really going to be an all in type thing where people just got to be honest with us and say, Hey, have you thought about this? And cause inevitably there'll be something we we've missed. And, um, just keep your eye on the prize. In 18 months, we're going to have, um, boy, a, a pretty a pretty um, up-to-date um, educational setting for all our kids. Our buildings are just going to shine. I just have this vision that with the lighting improvements and the air quality and all that, it's just going to be a great place for uh, kids to be. And then, you know, the things, um, the added security features and stuff with those entrances and, you know, paved parking just adds a nice touch when you're not... Um, he you know, can do away with the gravel, things like that, and then uh, you know the new gym. The kids are pretty pumped about that here at yep. the high school, and um, what that could what could, that could do for us in terms of opportunities and all that. So, game on! Here we go, baby. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> going to be
1: worth the time. That's uh, the time and effort that's going to be put into it. Uh, once everyone sees the final result, the final product, it'll be be something special. Yep, I agree.
0: And I would tell anybody out there that's listening to the podcast. If you want to find out information on any of the project parking, all that kind of stuff, you know, head to the DNH Facebook page, DNH uh, Twitter. Follow those to get the most recent updates and, and kind of what's going on uh, with the construction process. So,
1: yep, good point. There are definitely a lot of places you can go to ask questions and make sure you're in the know. Well,
0: speaking of questions,
1: questions it is. It is time for the random question of the day, Mister Stockdale. It always makes me nervous. Well, this is a good one. Yeah, this is know. kind of a sticky question. Yeah. yeah. All right. Justin, would you rather sweat honey or always smell like a skunk? Sweat honey, smell like a skunk, or both? <laughs>
2: well, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm going to make light of a situation here, so bear with me. But I, I really think for this week, I've been smelling like a skunk. <laughs> 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 I really feel like uh that's the week. Um but no, I you know, I I like to sweat. I like to sweat and uh I'll go the sweat and honey route. Do you like honey? I do. With my chicken nuggets.
1: That's a different direction than I thought you were gonna go. I'm
2: like
0: waffles, yeah, can do it. no,
2: but no, um yeah, I'm gonna go sweat like honey. Yeah. Okay. Like honey. Sweat honey. Yep. So I'm going with.
1: I uh, I'm gonna go smell like a skunk. And here's why I don't like to be sticky. First of all, and I would rather make everybody else uncomfortable rather than myself. So I'm going to make sure that you know I can put a clothespin or something on my nose, and I'm I'm going to be fine. I don't want to be sticky all the time. That's just that's just me. That's a good one. I mean, like every time you grab something, it's sticking. To you. Imagine We're grabbing a paper. Just sweating or...
0: though. So like, if you weren't sweating, you wouldn't have to worry about being. I'm a I'm a
1: bigger guy, Travis. Okay. All right. I sweat a lot.
0: Okay. I also chose uh, smell like a skunk, uh, for the reason is, I work in a elementary junior high setting, and there's some pretty ripe smells that go on at the elementary and junior high, um, with students and other faculty members. Tad, <laughs> um, I, I feel like I would kind of blend in.
1: I swear it's the second pair of shoes they keep in their lockers.
0: <laughs> so I, I would go, and I, I do not like honey. Although I do like honey barbecue, but I will—I don't like straight honey, really. But I'll do honey barbecue on chicken nuggets and would stuff put, like that.
2: Would you thinking back to your pineapple a topping on pizza? Would you put honey on pizza?
0: <laughs> no shot. No <laughs> shot. You? No
2: way. No way.
0: What if it was drizzled?
2: Yeah, now I'm going to think about it. You guys got me thinking about this question tonight. I'll be mulling this over. See, I was supposed to go home and unplug, but I'll be thinking about your question now when I go home.
0: Well, that's better than thinking (laughs) construction or COVID.
2: (laughs) It's just true. I mean, I don't know. I just do
1: not want to be stuck to something all the time. You know, imagine walking out of the gymnasium after a pep assembly or something. Those gyms get, they're like a 1,000 degrees, especially when you're sitting in there with the students. That would be just a mess.
0: If I liked honey, I would choose honey.
2: Well, nobody said you had to eat it. You're just sweating it. True. So, but don't let me change your mind. Could I mean, you?
0: Maybe you could bottle it, make a little money.
1: Yeah, I'm sure people would want to eat your sweat honey. Hey now. Oh. Hey now. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I think that about does it yeah, here.
0: That, that's a good one to end on, <laughs>
1: Mr. Stockdale. Thank you for joining in, uh, bet, guys. It's been a crazy year.
0: Yep, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be interested to hear the update here in about another three or four weeks from you. Sounds ho- good. Thanks, ho- guys. Hopefully you're still rocking and rolling. We
2: will be. Take we it will. easy. <laughs> See you later.
1: All right, Wolverine fans, that does it for us here tonight. But before we go we have to give out our first pitch.
0: Got to do a first pitch.
1: Um, and this week, we wanted to really highlight our coaches, our uh, any extracurricular people that have been involved in any type of extracurricular activity, whether it's a speech coach, whether it is an athletic coach, a player, um, someone who's keeping score, running the scoreboard, whatever it may be, there are so many things that are going on behind the scenes that I don't think any people really realize? Yeah,
0: they're to put on just a production of anything. You know, takes a ton of people just to get it going, and with this the whole pandemic, and having to do the right thing, and you know, wear the mask and and all this stuff, and and make sure that you don't infect anybody else, and all that other stuff. Um, so many people did it. I, I I'm not sure that we lost. I'm trying to think if we lost any type of activity to COVID, i don't I, believe we did
1: i i don't think so and I, I just remember being at football games and seeing um the ball boys disinfect the footballs with the uv lights and then spraying them off and and being at the basketball games and seeing the different protocols that they were going through yeah. there are so many things and that's after every practice too like this isn't just something that's happening at a game right it's, it's happening consistently and constantly so yep. and
0: you see band um you know, we're both at the junior high level, and and they're both band and chorus. We're out in the out in the main gym. You know, spreading out, doing their things, setting up, taking it back in. You know, just so many protocols that had to be followed. Uh, big kudos to everybody. And as you heard earlier in the show, you know, uh, Mr. Stockdale talked about hopefully, you know, taking that next step and and starting to, um, not have as many restraints. So. It, that happened because we did the right thing here for the last few months.
1: Absolutely. It was a huge undertaking. Um, Not always fun at times, but again, the adults want to make sure that our students are able to have those experiences that they deserve and that they need to have available to them. So big kudos to everybody involved with making sure that that is able to happen.
0: Yep. And with that, we'd like to thank our guests today. Um, Mr. Stockdale joined us, and Lindsay Fisher joined us, and Lauren James.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Lindsay said she's going to go to Iowa State, right?
0: Yeah, yep. I believe she said that she was... We talked to her a little bit after uh, the podcast, and she's going to go to Iowa State as uh, civil engineering or architecture. Yeah, she's-, she's
1: got a, a really bright future ahead, too. So I'm excited. It was a great episode, fun people to interview, and... We will see you next time on DNH Loose Change.